to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. Not too long ago, my wife pointed out that Christmas shopping season seems to be moving uncomfortably close to summer. Has Christmas commercialism just taken over? Have we lost the true spirit of Christmas? Or has Christmas always been kind of commercial? I went on CFAX radio not too long ago to chat about just that with host Mark Brennan. I hope you enjoy the interview. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. That's me. You really are a heel. Yeah. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. I'm proud of it. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Ah! Does it annoy you when you go into a store and the Christmas decorations are up and it's not even Remembrance Day? Does it seem to you that Christmas and the Christmas selling season comes earlier each year? Well, if it does, I'm in your camp. Right now, let's be Grinches until Christmas really begins. But the question is, when does it begin for the selling season? Let's find out more because apparently this is not new for merchants to get out their trees and their, what do they do? The ornaments. Ornaments and this and then that. Can it connect? Especially the this and then that. I remember standing underneath a this and that and getting kissed. Exactly. That's a long time ago. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, Mark Stoiber is here. He's a brand strategy consultant, entrepreneur, and the author of the book, Didn't See It Coming. Hello, sir. Hello, hello. You're a, you're a bad banana with a well, greasy peel. Well, I like Christmas, and I want the merchants to do well here in Victoria. Of course I do. I just think that there should be just a little bit of time between Halloween, Remembrance Day, and then Christmas. And some of them seem to start right at Halloween. And That's what that, inspired this. I think it's too early for that. That's what inspired this story. I was talking to my wife this morning. I said, what should we talk? about we're getting we're getting together again right before christmas but by then it's going to be this relevance of this story is going to be done and she says have you noticed that christmas starts earlier every year we went halloween shopping with our kids this year and uh, halloween was just starting and they're already clearing shelves for christmas time so it used to be that we were shocked that right around thanksgiving christmas would start but now they're actually starting it at halloween and what we found out my wife was surfing the web this morning and she says that she's been getting about 30 emails a day now with clothing deals and, and, and gift deals that's all going for Black Wednesday. What mm-hmm. is Black Wednesday? Black Wednesdays is Wednesday. Black Friday was supposed to be this Friday, wasn't it? Black Friday is this Friday. Yeah. Yes. So they're actually pushing it forward. Apparently Black Friday is passe already. Everybody's moving it up to Wednesday now. So, <laughs> I, so I just thought, you know what? I, I like to string things together and figure out what the story is behind the story. So I decided to do a little bit of Sherlock Holmes work yeah. and dig into the history of commercialization at Christmas time. And one of the first things that I saw was uh, Christmas ornaments. Christmas ornaments. It was Mr. F.W. Woolworth who first brought glass ornaments from the German cottage industry to the mass market in the U.S. 1880. So, you know, we were selling selling stuff that was taken at commercial as far back as 1880. Now, he sold $25 worth of hand-blown glass ornaments then, and more than 200,000 of these glass ornaments a few short years later. 
So uh, it took off. Folks wanted to buy stuff for Christmas, and it just kept going from there. So prior to that, people put, what, just candles in their Christmas trees? Yeah, they put candles in the Christmas trees. They put actual little pieces of silver tinfoil in the Christmas trees, things like that. Yeah. But, you know, we wanted to dial it up a little bit, and far back as 1880. Well, that's a good one. I think that's mm-hmm. uh, safer than putting a candle in there. So. Now, have you, have you seen the original Santa Claus? I have, and I know this story. You know, they were, it's, it's Santa Claus, and, and I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm um, from German background, and I remember Santa Claus used to go around with a stick and coal and beat children. <laughs> so, but maybe that's a curiously German thing, but apparently that's not the way they wanted it in the U.S. Well, it, it has to do with Coca-Cola. It's Coca-Cola, yeah. and they hired a gentleman uh, by the name of Haddon Sundblom, and Haddon Sundblom was sort of a latter-day uh, Norman Rockwell, and he illustrated the Santa in the red suit. There's no coincidence that Santa's dressed in red, and he did this back in 1930s. In the, 1920, actually, was the first time that Santa, sponsored by Coke, appeared. So, yeah. So is that to say that we didn't have Santa Claus prior to 1930? No, we didn't have Coca-Cola Claus prior to the 1930s. Well, what, what did we Santa had, look had, like? He, uh, the German Santa and the Dutch Santa, Sinterklaas, he wore a white outfit he was skinny the man was on a diet and uh he he wasn't he wasn't big and jolly so how he do we end up with fatso here i don't know i don't know i, I i'm trying to dig Coca-Cola into said, let's okay i can see the red and white because yeah, and the colors it's coke and a little bit of black black mm-hmm. boots uh so that's coca-cola uh, i know but why do they make him such a jolly because jolliness they had to make him jolly because so you they have had... to be they have to be big to be jolly i think so Look at me. I'm an unhappy man. No, you're in good shape. You're jolly. <laughs> okay, well, that's interesting. Okay. So, Rudolph. Rudolph is a good one. Yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now, the original reindeer, um, I, I researched that. They, they appeared back in 1821, first mention of reindeer, just in case anybody ever thought that they went right back to the nativity scene, Rudolph the, the, the reindeer. Yeah. It apparently did not. <laughs> um, yeah, no reindeer at the nativity. No, no reindeer. Well, there was the, no room at the inn. No, there was no room at the inn, but there was an an Easter bunny, apparently. Uh, it goes back as far as 1821 when there was a book put out uh, with the reindeer in it. It was a children's book, so not overtly commercial. It was a kid's book. However, Rudolph, our little guy Rudolph, uh, was purely commercial. He was invented by Montgomery Ward. So, Is that right? And he was originally named Reginald, which, uh, you know... Reginald the red-nosed reindeer. Exactly. No, that doesn't work. Rudolph is better. (laughs) Rudolph is much better. So he was born in a massive marketing campaign in 1939 in a book written by a company ad copywriter, guy just like me, named Robert May. And what was the purpose of it was to drum up newspaper coverage for Montgomery Ward. So they actually wrote a kid's book, Sneaky Buggers, and uh, they wrote a kid's book to bring people on into Montgomery Ward. And we all shouted out with glee. And we all shouted out with glee, but th- it just goes on and on and on. Let's take a quick break. Uh, that's Santa. That's Rudolph. That's Stoiber. <laughs> Two marks in the booth. This is Brené, and it's 345. on uh, your drive home. Twas the day before Christmas, December 24th, the day in 1822, that Clement Moore is thought to have composed the classic poem called A Visit from St. Nicholas. We know it as The Night Before Christmas. Thank you, caller. Caller uh, alerted me to that 
interesting point. We're talking about the history of Christmas and the commercialization thereof. Our guest, Mark Stoiber, who's a brand strategy consultant, and he's also the author of Didn't See It Coming. We've talked about Rudolph and Santa. Let's talk about, and uh, we've talked about ornaments. Ornaments. Uh, let's talk about the idea of actually exchanging gifts. Where did that come from, Mark? That, you know, we've talked about the commercial, rampant commercialization owning Christmas, but actually giving gifts goes back to a very non-commercial thing. It has, it has its roots in pagan rituals held through the winter. Uh, there's also 12 gifts associated with Hanukkah, you know, so it's, it's, it's a very, very much ingrained in our culture. It is not a commercial thing like Christmas ornaments. Things oh, like there's that. your irony right there. There's the irony. The thing that should be the most commercial actually started out as purely altruistic. Yeah. But, I mean, we got a long list of things here to get through if what we want to talk. Card, card, cards, cards, yeah. Christmas card, cards. Christmas cards. Uh, one Remember of the best, those? Awesome example of commercialism, multi-million dollar industry. Christmas card dates back to 1843. First one was put out by a gentleman named Sir Henry Cole. Now that also ties in. We also had a whole other section on other commercialized holidays, things like Valentine's Day, multi-million dollar industry, 85% of Valentine's cards given out by... Men. Women. Oh. Women. I had a one in two chance. <laughs> exactly. At a exactly. Yeah. So uh, I want to go through some real uh, sentimental ones, some ones that really, really touch me deeply. Elf on a shelf. <laughs> what is elf on a shelf? I know, I know about Pope on a rope. Pope on a rope. But I don't know about elf on a shelf. Elf on a shelf. It's that creepy little uh, elf that you put up on the on the mantelpiece. There started out in 2005. Author Carol Abersold put out a little book called Elf on a Shelf. Sold with Abersold's book, this little actual thing, and now it's in thousands of homes across the country, terrorizing little children. <laughs> So Catherine there he is. Yeah, exactly. The oh, there. it's terrifying. It is terrifying. Exactly. Wherever you go in the room, his eyes follow you. Creepy little elf. Exactly. Now, wrapping <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, paper. You know, we talk about gift giving being an altruistic thing when it started. Wrapping paper, very much not so. It goes back centuries in Korea and Japan. However, it goes to the Victorian era where we are today. It's a $2.6 billion industry. Wrapping paper. Paper. But didn't we use wrapping paper for personal gifts on birthdays or yeah, other we days did. too? We did. Yeah. So okay. you got me on a technicality. Okay. Let me ask you this: Who? Uh, what? Who's the um, the romantic slash pervert who came up with uh, kissing under the mistletoe? Where did I the have mistletoe? No idea. Anybody know? Two five zero three eight six one one six one or star ten seventy. Exactly. Uh, who came up with mistletoe? Because <laughs> that's an odd one to me. Exactly. Now. Uh, we were talking about Black Friday being pushed now to Wednesday, right? And, yeah. And the and the and the, the the commercialization coming out even before Wednesday. Uh, most folks already know about Cyber Monday, so we have Black Friday, which is traditionally, as much as it can be a tradition, it is traditionally the time when retail businesses go from being in the red to being in the black. However, that's now been augmented with Cyber Monday, which is the Monday thereafter, and Small Business Saturday. So in 2010, Small Business Saturday promotion was created and sponsored by American Express, one of the be better small businesses that I know. <laughs> and uh, small. Yeah, exactly. So they've been around for a little while too. Uh, Black Friday, ironically, uh, it was started out as, a, as the, the holiday in the, in, in the uh, 1980s it actually started, uh, or it caught on in the 80s, started in the 60s. Uh, but then some PR geniuses said, you know, we shouldn't call it Black Friday because it sounds too dark. So they decided to call it Big Friday and Big Saturday. Thank you to the PR industry. 
But it's known as Black Friday. Of course, it didn't stick. Didn't stick. Shopping mall Santas. One of my favorites. Shopping also, mall. also potentially creepy. Extremely creepy. If you're, if you're three or four years old. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to go sit on that guy's no. knee. I don't no, know that it, guy. It, it, there's movies about this, how yeah, creepy that's they're, and they're, true. they're not necessarily nice guys. Yeah. Oh, now, most of them are. Well, most be, of them are. Let's, come on, let's but, be nice. You know, yeah, exactly. Unless you watch Elf. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Shopping mall Santa started in 1841 at a Philadelphia store, had a life-size model at, of Santa Claus that drew children to it. So they decided to put a real person in there, a real live Santa. The, the Macy live Santa was the one that got traction in 1862. He was the first to feature an in-store Santa, R.H. Macy. He was the first person, or his store, was the first to have an in-store Santa for children to visit. Now, Macy got to it before the Salvation Army did, but the Salvation Army was in on it way, way long ago. 1890s, they started putting Santas in the street, drumming up donations for the needy and the homeless. It's interesting that you mentioned Macy again, because mm -hmm. uh, it sounds like they were very much uh, on the cutting edge, and it's Macy's that started the, the Santa Claus mm -hmm. parade, right? Yeah, yeah, parades, uh, parades, parades, yeah, and very And still much. to this day, the Macy's parade in New York City is, is, is the big to-do. It is, it, but hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. The idea of a store-sponsored Thanksgiving parade didn't start with Macy's, but with Philadelphia's Gimbel Brothers. All right, so they had a thing. Why Philadelphia? Of all I places? don't know. I don't know. Now, in 1920, the Gimbals put out a Thanksgiving Day uh, parade. 15 cars and a fireman dressed as Santa Claus <laughs> for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Go figure it out because they ushered in the Christmas season. Uh, also, uh, J.L. Hudson Department Store in Detroit had a similar event in 1924. Now, I, I got to get to this before we go to uh, before we finish off. Though yep. I have to read this one out. In New York, however, the only Thanksgiving parade that had previously passed through the city streets was its peculiar and to many annoying tradition of children painting their faces and donning tattered clothes to masquerade as ragamuffins who asked anything for Thanksgiving as they begged door to door for pennies, apples, and pieces of candy. And that caught on. That caught on. Well, it's going to catch on big after the Republican tax plan goes through. I think it'll be a huge, huge thing again. Uh, but that's, that's just me talking. Uh, Catherine sends a note here. Thank you, Catherine. Mistletoe supposed to bring luck to two people who kissed underneath it all and bad luck to those who didn't kiss under the mistletoe. Some say proper etiquette is to pick a berry off every kiss and stop when all the berries are gone, but you don't eat them. Some, you don't eat them. Some species of mistletoe uh, can be poisonous. Thank you for that. <laughs> I got an email here who wants to know. Oh. Uh, hey, smarty pants. Oh, that was me. <laughs> Uh, he says, hey, Mark, ask other Mark uh, the history of Olive, the other reindeer. He used to laugh and call him names. Any idea who Olive was? Like, what, what, the history of Olive? I have no idea. I've I never heard of Olive. Up. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I have no idea about Olive. What I do have an idea of, though, uh, while I was doing my research but you know here, of Olive. I've Olive, the other reindeer. Oh. To, I got him. I got him. Oh. Good email, Ryan. We got him. Yeah. Oh, why do I come in here thinking it's going to be serious? I got another one for you. What? Why was Santa's little helper depressed? No idea. Because he had low elf esteem. <sighs> I think we should call this right now. I think it's only <laughs> going to get worse. Got to wrap it up in eight seconds. Oh, my goodness. Well, let me, know, let, let me tell you, though, I have a list of 25 other holidays that have been ruined by commercialization if folks want to get a hold of me. Okay, well, let's do that next time. <laughs> okay, why not? Let's do that. Thank you for coming in, Mark Thank Sperber, you again. Uh, entrepreneur, uh, author of uh, Didn't See It Coming. You've been listening to 
Didn't See It Coming, the podcast for brands that learn from 